You need to diversify your bonds, nigga. Cal Bonobos. It's, it's not good. Little known fact, guys, we're kind of a big deal. They're sponsoring us, yeah. Wait, no, ah, shut up! This is too good of a conversation! Diversify your bonds. What's good, sponsors? Welcome to the PDSU Radio. This is the podcast where we ask questions, laugh, chill, and talk about the journey that is being the small content creator. My name is Ordeed, and here we got Angelo, the certified dad bot himself. We got Uncle Miggs, and we have our special guest today. This is Nico. He creates games. He is a cool dude, certified cool bro. Before we get started, we need to have our sponsor. So, here that will be. Hi there. My name's So and So from Chick fil A, telling you to come on down to Chick fil A. Except on Sundays, we got good old, good old fried chicken, all all the best. Except on Sundays, we 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 make sure to keep everyone that comes into our stores happy and satisfied from our succulent, delicious and moist chicken. Except on Sundays, and we're also better than the other brands like like Popeyes and. And KFC, they ain't got shit on us, except on Sundays. You know, they're better than us on Sundays, but not the other days of the week, because we're open uh, 24-7, seven days a week, except on Sundays. So come on down to Chick-fil-A and fucks with our chicken, except on Sundays. Don't come on Sundays. We won't let you in. All right, and now that we got all the corporate obligations out of the way, let's get to the conversation. All right, Nico, it's good to good to have you on and be able to talk about um, the games you've made thus far. We heard about you from JMO, who was on a previous podcast, and uh, we want to know what you do because we've heard some some fun things about dabbing, double deluxe, oh, yeah, of course. dab double deluxe, dab triple, uh, triple deluxe, triple deluxe, yeah, and and everything in between. We want to talk about. Uh, all that today so thank you for for stopping on by tell us a little bit about yourself nico well i'm a third year transfer student at uc santa cruz i'm in the comp side game design uh major kind of regret it a little bit i've been joking about it no i've been um i've been thinking about switching like a lot like the last year but i think i'm gonna stick with this but yeah i make video games i don't know like my life's not that exciting (laughs) I just, I just make video games. Like, what, what do you tell people that, like, this point, like, you know what I mean? You, you kind of sit there and you're like, oh, what do you do for a living? I'm like, I make video games, and you're like, oh, cool. Dude, well, I mean, that is cool. You don't, you don't see uh, or talk to people every day that make, uh, make video games and do things that are actually like super interesting, like that. Honestly, it's super rare to find someone that like works an interactive medium like that in the first place like it's it's honestly a very niche thing but like so many people love playing video games freaking people have been making apps forever it's like people are always interested trust me my guy okay yeah I'm sure. interested. dude I so agree. actually uh 
I've been playing the shit out of that uh, Dab Double Deluxe game when I'm supposed Pretty to good. be at work. I hope nobody from my job is listening to this. No, you should just show everybody. Uh, <laughs> like, hey, this cool game I found. It's like, wow, you can get like some money off ad revenue now. Upgrades, people. <laughs> we need upgrades. <laughs> yeah, I'll finally get my like one penny from ad revenue. There we go. That networking money. Plano's first, like, I guess, um, what is Dab and Double Deluxe and Triple Deluxe? Uh, what do you do in the game? Uh, no, you, it's simple. You how do you dab. win? It's, a, it was, it's pretty much like an endless game. You just hold space to dab when, like, the teacher isn't looking. And that's it. And you get points for dabbing. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I still think it is funny. I think it's great. I'm trying to find it, like, the most recent screenshot. When I have the, no idea. When the game, because I play, I've played it, and you're basically this dude that dabs whenever the teachers are looking, and you dab by basically just pressing down your thumb or spacebar. Uh, does the game get progressively harder the longer it goes? Because uh, I would just like lose randomly, but I wasn't sure like if it was programmed that I had to like be quicker on my dabs. Or if it like gets harder as the game goes on. Nope. <laughs> I was like trying to figure out how to like make the game work. So like honestly, difficulty was like so out of the question. <laughs> it, was, like, uh, <laughs> it worked. It's the concentration game because at some point you will break. <laughs> you, you will just dab gotta, at the wrong. You'll time. lose the will to dab further, and it's like that's on you. I feel like the loss is on you at that point. <laughs> dab double deluxe was a. It was a game I made for the one button game jam in like, shit, was it 2016? I think I just made it fun because I was like, oh, you know, this is a funny joke, and it had like an old woman spinning in the background. I thought it was great, but um, I uh ended up porting it over to Dab Triple Deluxe on Unity. <laughs> Anyways, um, so like we fast forward three years now. We're in 20, no, four years. Fuck, shit, damn, that was a long time ago. That was like the start of my senior year in high school. Yeah, so fast forward like four years now, and I'm like, all right, time to time to do, like our our professor's like, hey, you can just do whatever you want for this project, and I was like, I'm gonna remake that triple deluxe. So I, that was our project. It was just like, now that I actually know how to program, I'm like, I could I could probably mess with this. I can probably like add in like actual effects and everything, and like honestly, it kind of came out really well despite how like awful it looks i kind of like it it's great <laughs> we had a deep fry filter that was my favorite part about it it's just making the game look awful and the just showing remix. it to people it's <laughs> the best they're like what the fuck am i looking at and i'm like it's amazing so this is the art here's the most updated screenshot with the filters this is how the game looks like when you're dabbing yo there we go. it's pretty great so what I'm looking at here is up. like this super deep fried image with a bunch of colors and you're telling me that like you, you're going to upgrade the game to basically have this? In a... Yeah, pretty much. Oh my gosh. It's pretty great. <laughs> Dude, so that's uh, uh, the first game you made? Uh, I think about like second? Yeah. The first game I made was a game called Meme Hunter. Um, it was just for like class, like the meme, the, there's no meme to it, it's just like a game where you like resize yourself, and like it's a small platform over like three levels, and I was like, this is pretty great. And that, that's when I kind of figured out, like, I kind of want to do this like forever. Maybe not forever, maybe I'll take a break. 
I, I've joked about, like, my friends are like, I'm just gonna open a fucking bakery when I'm, like, older and have money. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm all about changing life positions. <laughs> just... It's gonna be like, I'm like, I'm already kind of done with game development, you know? Fuck this. <laughs> I'm to open up a bakery. What made I you say, want... why not both? <laughs> That's true. What made you want to make that game in the first place? Uh, it was it was just a school project. Like, wait, Dab or, like, Meme Hunter? Meme Hunter. Meme Hunter, was, yeah, it was a school project, and I was like, eh, we can just fuck around and mess around. Meme, yeah, that was, that was, like, the extent of it. I was like, we have to make... our My teacher was like, do whatever you want, and I was like, alright. And then we made this, and I was like, this is pretty fun. It was very fun. That was, like, a very first game I've made in, like, ever. That was the very first thing I've ever done. Dude, you want to learn about bakery, my dude? I learned, like, I, I took a couple of bakery classes. I love baking. I, I already, like, I just watch videos, to be completely honest, but I love baking. Like, baking and cooking is just, like, amazing. That's what I like focusing on with games now. Like, um, I've been working, like, the last couple of days on working on, like, this personal project that's, like, you run a bakery. I'm like, that's it. That's my retirement. I'm done. It's over. That's my <laughs> retirement. I'm done. <laughs> that sounds to me like, if I can't own a bakery, I'm going to make a game where I can still pretend I'm a baker. <laughs> like this is it I'm, like after this game I'm done I'm retiring this is like magnum opus I'm done magnum opus are you, is it gonna be like a bakery tycoon type game or is it just gonna be like I bake in this kind of like you know like how cooking mama was that kind of stuff huh? yeah just, just that you just like you just make orders and I'm like that's all I want <laughs> that's all I want in life like yeah, like, the fun of opening, like, a bakery, but, like, also not having to deal with, like, awful customers and, like, running a business. Honestly. <laughs> the fun parts of the bakery without all the everything else. <laughs> but, like, plus all the horrible things with coding. Because now I have to program all of it. <laughs> oh, God. So how many games in total have you made? Oh, shit, a lot. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> um... I say like a handful. I know there's that thing where it's like you have to make ten bad games to make like one good game, and I'm like, oh, I, don't, I don't think so. Really? Is that um, a saying in like the video game like spheres? Do people talk about stuff like that or? Yeah, it's it's a, it's just like a, I think a general thing with like um we read a book called The Outlier or like a thousand I think it was The Outliers. I forgot who the author was, but I read it in like high school. And it's pretty much saying, like, you gotta pour in a lot of fucking hours, like, 10,000 hours. It's the, it was called the 10,000 hour rule, where it's like, you have to do something for 10,000 hours to be, like, really good at it. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Let's see. <laughs> that uh, <makes> sense. <laughs> that's, that's all I thought. I was like, yeah, that, yeah, seems like you need to do that kind of thing. In terms of, like, uh, what I have in my itch, which is missing a couple things. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, and I have one off itch, so it's like fourteen. So I don't know, fourteen, fourteen games. That's not bad. I think that's a good number. That's a good. I don't number. know about the the good game thing though. I should have made a good game four games ago, but it's <laughs> <laughs> somewhere. It's all statistics, okay? Like every ten, like it'll, it'll. Your games, I'm sure, are fantastic. I'm, I'm hearing stories about uh, an elevator pitch game that uh, oh, yeah. you and some people are working on. Tell us, oh, tell yeah. us about that. I heard you're, you're real, you're real proud of that one. Oh yeah, elevator pitch is 
so I am in the Game and Development Club at Santa Cruz. Amazing group of people. Like, I love them so much. I'm a design officer now because I was like, I love you guys. And I kind of want to, like, continue on with this. But different thing. But, um, the yeah, so in fall quarter of this year, last year, I guess. Well, technically this school year, last school year. We just got off. It was it was a week, a week ago. We just finished. But anyways, we we had this um, this whole club is based around like you have to pitch a game, then like everyone in the club votes on what game they want to work on. You, you they vote on two, so like whatever game gets like picked, they like end up working on it for like six months, which is like the next two quarters, and then they're so I, I went up to my friends and I was like, I want to make WarriorWare. <laughs> that was that was my whole thing. Is I was like, I want to make WarriorWare. And I want it to be four people instead of just one. And then they're like, okay, that sounds sick. And then, uh, like, a lot of, like, then I just, then we, we've been getting feedback and stuff, like, with the officers, and they're like, uh, your scope seems a little too big. Like, we feel that, like, 10 mini games is too much. And I was like, mm, let me rephrase that. So I, I changed it to be, like, Two, two templates, so I, I pretty much made this, like, modular uh, game development kind of thing, where it's, like, we have templates that you can just fuck around with, and just uh-huh. use that as, um, use that to make games, or mini-games for the game, and then just put them in, like, the files, and you're good. And you know what? We ended up with about ten variations of... We ended up with, like, four mini-game types, and then, like, a couple variations of each of them, so that's about ten. Seems good enough. So we did hit our goal, original goal at least. Did it? Nice. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and then now our our game's out. Um, I'm not sure if we're gonna work on it over the summer. I know I've had some people like go like I am interested in working on this. The other game, Buds, which is because again, there's two games that are being worked on. Um, Buds was like has a bunch of people like wanting to work on it, which is completely fine. I want to move on to like a personal project because it's kind of it's kind of important to me, and I want to like make it. So um, that was a bakery game. So I want I want to work on that over the summer instead of uh, continuing on elevator pitch. Mm. But like, with how modular the game is, it'll actually be pretty good to just pick up and like continue because that's how I set it up. Now that like the basic framework is done, all we huh. just really have to do is just like make more mini games. That's all we can. Do. Okay. <laughs> so it sounds to me like the game is easily able to get picked up later on if you want to work on it but for now you want to work on another uh, personal project yeah gotcha that's um i mean i played the game and i was not i couldn't figure out how to get the multiplayer working but just by myself it was like i could see it being a really fun party game if you have four people trying to go through the same courses in the game yeah, I I was it was like surprising cuz like especially with making a four player game during a fucking pandemic. Um when we had playtests it was just like everyone was like screaming. It was, like when we had in-person playtests, everyone was like huddled around the computer and just like laughing and just having a great time, which feels really cool. But like also just like with um like even when we had like the small parsec runs that we did it was still really fun and had like the same kind of energy granted with like less people because obviously not a lot of people are like watching i think one time we played it in front of like the club with the officers and everyone was like oh no 
and like screaming and like you can see like the zoom chat like light up and just like everyone going like holy shit what the fuck it's fun especially because you can like push people around hint oh like <laughs> you can literally move the other characters into the obstacles if you want oh mm-hmm. there we so go. i need to figure <laughs> out this multiplayer we've been using parsec to um do it so if you're interested you can always download parsec this isn't a plug from Parsec. This is just became a necessity when it became to or when it came down to playtesting. Well, can you because, explain uh, what a Parsec is? I'm not even sure what that is. It's kind of like um you can just play like local co-op games online, if that makes sense. So like you can invite people to your computer and just be like, yeah, just connect your controller and it recognizes it's a separate controller oh, and I'll stream the game to the other person. Like you're it's, in their computer. Fun. Yeah, you could. You That's you can. Wild. You can do that. You can turn on like mouse and keyboard, and they can just hijack your computer. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Push your friends into obstacles. Just don't don't hijack their computers. <laughs> hey, I, okay, that's a good workaround, though. I mean, honestly, if you have to figure out a way to play co-op in one screen, it was great, dude. Yeah, that's... So, uh. Like what? What is the process when it comes to making these games? Because you got, um, like, uh, uh, you have the gameplay, and but you also have like the themes and like the ideas on like everything around it, the context around how the gameplay works. So what comes first? Um, it's very like game dependent, but like most of the time, I just. Like, with Elevator Pitch, it's like, I want to make a WarioWare game, but with four people. Originally, it was supposed to be WarioWare with VR, but then I'm like, they can't do VR. So it's just like, if it's going to be a game for, like, a club, you might as well make it multiplayer. I thought that was fun. I, I always loved multiplayer games. Um, with, like, Dab, that came because of, like, the one-button game gem giving me a theme where it's like, hey, your theme is one button. And I'm like, cool. Okay, uh, I'm at Dab. And then, like, that's how Dab came to, like, fruition. Uh, like, with other games, like, especially with our major, they're just like, yeah, just do, just do uh, whatever. Like, a lot of our, like, the last couple of games I made are, like, um, let's see, with uh, one, of our, one of our classes this quarter, it was like, you have to make an endless runner. And it's like, how do you make an endless runner? Or, like, what, what would you think of when it comes to, like, an, like an endless runner? And I was like... I messaged my group and I was like, I really fucking miss food. Like, I really want to get some like Chinese food right now. And then we ended up making um, Dim Sum Run, which is like an endless runner where you run around like a dim sum table. So that that was how we thought of that. So again, it just comes with like sometimes these things just come up in your head and it just happens. And then like that's that's like the initial like idea phase where it's like, okay, I have this idea of like what I want to do. Um, then the next thing you want to do is start like planning out like what the fuck do you do in this game which is the hard part well i take that back that's kind of the easy part because you're like okay i understand like i want this person to move and like hit things and dodge and you can dash and then like then you then the hard part is like programming it in now you're just like oh fuck how the fuck how the fuck do you do this shit like um <laughs> With platformers, it was, like, really weird because I used uh, Game Maker. Um, I thought, I was like, oh, it's going to be so easy. It's like, how do you do collision? I'm like, well, duh, if you touch the floor, then you can't move. 
and I and then like it took me a while to be like, oh, um, when I'm touching the floor, I can't move like at all. Like I can't move left, I can't move right, I can't jump. And I'm like, why does why is this happening? And it's like because the 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 logic is wrong. It's when you're when you're touching the floor, you shouldn't be able to fall down instead of stop movement completely, or like not when you're like colliding with an object that you can't stop otherwise you'll just get stuck in the floor and like that's a lot of like the the hardest part about like making games is god damn it fucking the program <laughs> programming sucks i hate it so it sounds like you the way that you program like you, sometimes you're, you're talking about how it's challenging to basically code the logic sometimes because you it might work the way you think it does and then it it's different um in yeah <laughs> i think that's the big thing is that like you have ideas like especially like before you start making games you're like oh it's so easy why didn't they just do this shit and then you do that shit and you're like oh fuck it's not easy yeah programming games and, and learning all about like the logic that goes into it it just there's always gonna be problems that's i think part of game design is is having to deal with those problems all the time mm-hmm. yeah that's that's the fun part is that you learn that like everything you thought was wrong <laughs> like oh fuck i can't do this and like you figure it out you watch a couple tutorials that's easy actually this is just like a bit more of a broad question but what is your favorite game like like just out of all of them and how has that like game influenced your work but uh I had kind of a big question sorry yeah <laughs> no, 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 don't worry about it because like my favorite game like shifts from time to time obviously because things come out and like things age differently and shit and it's like oh i can talk about like what i've like my favorite game at the moment it's like Warframe. It, yeah yeah what have you oh, been playing it, recently yeah i've been playing warframe uh, I've been playing a little bit of Titanfall 2. That, fuck, man. Every, I'm so sad. Every time I launch up Titanfall 2, I get sad. Because that game pretty much died on release. But it's probably one of, like, I think it's one of the best shooters that came out ever. Personally. Wall running and a lot of the mechanics they have in that game are super fun. I think the fact that Titanfall 1 was so booty cheeks is really what killed it on launch personally i thought one was pretty good i thought it could have been refined a little bit better um i think they did in two they definitely took a lot of feedback and they were like okay and they just fixed the game and i was like great um i think a lot of it has to boil down to like releasing between two other major releases that already have like established like franchises and like player bases which is called duty and battlefield they mm-hmm. kind of shot themselves in the foot there and i, I found out recently that they couldn't they couldn't push back the date at all because they had marketing with Mountain Dew and Buffalo Wild. <laughs> so they couldn't be like, hold the codes. And I, the only reason why I know specifically it's Mountain Dew and Buffalo Wild Wings is because I have the Mountain Dew skin for one of the Titans and like the <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings decal because I was like so into like Titanfall. Like, I do not regret it. <laughs> I never went to Buffalo Wild Wings in my fucking life until they had a Titanfall code. And I was like, I am going. <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings, here we come. I'm not yeah, I was like, I don't know what the fuck code. this is. Then I went and I was like, this is shitty. 
I would much rather just go to fucking, like, Wingstop or something. I got so disappointed, but I was like, I do not give a fuck. I have my Titanfall codes, and I redeemed it. Now I have a Buffalo Wild Wing skin. That's actually pretty lit, though. <laughs> pretty lit. I loved it. It was very okay. It was very going. Uh, it was pricey. That was it. I think but it looks yeah, like we know who to go to for the next sponsor. Yeah, Buffalo <laughs> Wild Wings and Mountain Dew. It sounds like they're sponsoring everybody. Let's let's jump in on the sponsorship. <laughs> like, hey, can we get some Titanfall codes? And they're like, what the fuck is that? While you're at it, make Titanfall 3. <laughs> there you go. Don't even joke about that. They said last year, like, we have Titanfall news coming. There was no fucking Titanfall news. That's so <laughs> sad. Rip. But yeah, with those games, I don't know how they influence me. I just play them. I guess it's like one of the things where it's like, I want to make this kind of shit in the future. Is why I like continue on. Like, that's one of the things that, like, I just play these games. I'm like, I want to make these eventually. Like, if I, like, I honestly wouldn't mind working at Respawn if, like, if I got the opportunity to. Yeah. Um, I know they're, I know they're owned by, like, EA and shit, and, like, they have, like, awful practices. But, um, like, from, from what I've learned from talking to a, like, Respawn, like, employee, they're like, yeah, EA doesn't touch us. So I was like, oh, cool. What does that mean? Oh. What did you say? Like you've heard of some practices there? Oh, like the the crunch culture and like shit and like AAA studios, especially with like EA, is just awful. I'm like, yeah, that sounds right. What's the crunch culture? Can you explain that? Uh, it's like when they like force employees to be like, hey, you're gonna be working like 80 hours a week, and it's like, what the fuck? I don't want to do that. Where they like they they force you to work like so much in like such such a short amount of time to get their games done. And it's like I don't want to do that. Ever, I do that in school, so I don't want to. You gotta, do you gotta work for Hideo Kojima Games, dude. I uh, might. Hideo freaking Kojima, dude. I would. Death Stranding is coming out for PC next month. I'm very excited. I'm also excited. I know a lot of people said it was boring, but I kind of am okay with that. Pe- uh, people don't know. Pe- people are whack. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, like, I've been talking to my friend about this, but I think I'm just kind of just getting more and more jaded when it comes to, like, talking about video games. Like, the more you learn about it, you're like, shit, I know why people make these decisions now. And it's like, I understand. Like, I feel like he's kind of right. Like, Hideo Kojima is kind of right when it comes to, like, I know why people don't like this game, and it's because they, like, don't get it. And I'm like, that, yeah, I I can see. (laughs) I can understand what he means, because it's like, when you, especially when you make a game and it's like, hey, I want to have like this kind of game and it's very niche and very specific. Like, I don't know anything about Death Stranding other than I know that you just deliver packages. I'm like, that sounds amazing. I want that game. But like, it's not a game like traditionally, like what he's made, like especially with like how Metal Gear 5 was compared to like 1, 2, and 3. Like, you can, you can like tell if you play like, I played every single Metal Gear game and I love it. Well, Minus, like, the some of the spinoffs, but, like, it's definitely, like, those games are, like, one, I would say, would be, like, kind of niche, but five ends up being, like, a really broad game where, like, pretty much anyone can pick up, because it's, like, it's not, like, I'm gonna make, like, this kind of hardcore first-person, or not first-person, like, hardcore, like, stealth game, and it's, like, that's not what uh, Death Stranding is. Death Stranding is, like, hey, this is a game about, like, moving around 
a package, and that's it. And I'm like, that sounds great. That's what I want in life. Yeah, and like it sparked up like when it start or when it was released, it sparked up a whole conversation with all sorts of gaming circles on like what is a video game. Like like it it was big enough and it like was I think important enough to like kind of get that kind of conversation because it's just so out there. So what actually what would you say is a video game. How would you define what a video game is? I feel like if you say something's a video game, fuck it, yeah, you know? <laughs> That's all you need. Dude, yeah, honestly. I, I, like, legitimately feel that, because, like, especially with, like, I, like coming into the program, like, knowing this kind of, like, I was like, you know what? People can make whatever the fuck they want, as long as I, like, as long as they, like, enjoy it, and as long as they did whatever they wanted to do, and, like, now, like, we're in this major, and it's, like, this is, yeah. You see, like, a bunch of things that people make, and they're like, this is a video game. I'm like, that's sick as fuck. Like, someone had, like, this VR... They didn't call it a video game. It was more like an interactive art thing. But they're like, hey, I just made this random-ass thing where you, like, put on a VR headset, and I just put you in these whack-ass Unity scenes that just, like, fuck with you. I'm like, this is so fucking cool. <laughs> but yeah, it's just kind of like, when you have a thing, and you're like, this is a video game. I'm like, yeah, okay. That's fine. And, like, I know, like, a lot of people are, like, they shit on games. They're, like, oh, it's just narratives. I'm, like, fucking who cares? Like, shit, just don't play. Like, that's the biggest thing is, like, if you don't like it, just don't fucking play. I totally agree with you. I think the real issue is that people don't understand video games to be an art medium. They think of it more as just, like, just as consumable media that they do just, like, not think. I think there are video games out there that genuinely are pieces of art and like tell philosophical points and like expand your mind like near automata asking questions about like what does it mean to be human like what does sentience actually entail in journey one of the most gorgeous video games i've ever fucking played in my life uh like like i can i can currently just I have that image of freaking you sand freaking surfing through the desert ruins uh, like permanently fucking grafted into my brain like at any moment any point of the day i can perfectly imagine that an image uh, like variety of uh, things that you can do with video games and the things that, like deep truths that you can actually display with video games i think is lost on a lot of people and like even like even if you're not like hey i don't want to like make some giant like game of thrones narrative or anything like there's a lot of work that goes into making the video game. Like, it's it's an interact it's an interactive medium that I feel like people don't really interact with in the fullest way that they could. I feel like a lot of people just have that you know surface level. I want a controller. I want to shoot shit. That's all I want out of a video game. That's what a video game is, and I think that's very limiting. Limiting in uh you know the public zeitgeist. You know, it really like holds a lot of people back. Like even people who don't play video games. Um, a lot of them think that that's what a video game is because that's what a lot of the bigger like franchises for the most part are you know with the exception of maybe like assassin's creed at, at that point like actually you know correction i think that people are starting to see more sandboxy sort of uh you know gameplay as video games uh, with fucking red, red dead redemption fallout and stuff like that but for the most part, I think that like rail shooters and stuff like that are still seen as like the main thing that video games are. 
Yeah, this conversation comes up a lot, especially like in our major. They're like, well, "What, what, what do you guys think of the video game?" And like, just hearing like, especially a lot of people. I do, I do genuinely think that like a lot of the reason why like people don't want to consider games as art is really holding back the entire like thing because it's like I don't want this thing to be like this. I'm like, okay, but you can like still enjoy things like you can like we're still gonna have call of duty we're still gonna have like battlefield we're still like we're still gonna have siege i like love siege like so much Mm -hmm. i've been playing the game since the game fucking had its first alpha and i was like damn this was kind of shitty but then like i um when the game came out i I fucking loved it and i still play it um or i played siege and it's like you can definitely just like enjoy things i feel like um a lot of the things that people say where they're like Oh, I. Why don't people just like make games and like just? Why do they like the 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 biggest thing was someone arguing in like one of our classes about how games shouldn't be fun, and like people are really taking it at like face value. They're like, "Well, why? Why? I want my games to be fun all the time. I always want fun games." And I'm like, "I don't think you understand what they're trying to fucking say," because it's like, like there are movies that aren't like always a hundred percent happy or like action there are movies that aren't like whatever or like like books that aren't fucking like constantly like oh this is great it's like there's some books are just fucking depressing some movies are just sad as fuck exactly so like and it's like why don't we just have that let's just fucking cry <laughs> make me cry yeah i uh uh uh, like it's not wrong to uh, like enjoy those games. What's uh, like Siege or anything whatsoever? They're great. It's great. I like playing Siege. It's fun uh, every now and again. Um, but I do think that a lot of the um, like you're you're saying, uh, not all um, movies are going to be all action all the time and stuff like that. There's uh, gonna be things that are hard to see. Uh, I think a lot of uh, um, I compare. It's easy to for people to understand like visual art because you can just look at it and it's there. Um, but I compare this to like music when I'm discussing music with people and everything, and it works the same with video games because that's another art form. Uh, but the uh, uh, when you look at a painting, sometimes it's hard to look at. Sometimes there's there's images that you do not really wish to see and it's still it's still art so there's things that you don't necessarily have to like about a video game while it can still be good something like uh, like in horror games uh, i think our experience you experience it a lot you're you're afraid you're on edge you're like uh white knuckle in the uh controller and you're just like, just it, it's very intense. Uh, another game, uh, one of my favorite games uh, is it's uh, Lisa. It's called Lisa the Painful RPG. Um, yeah, I've heard of that. And it's, I mean, it's got a, a fantastic story, but it's very, uh, it's very dark it, with themes of like um, abuse and. Uh-huh. Uh, some of like the uh, drug use and some of like the saddest. It's a very sad story, and it's a miserable slog of a journey because the game is hard. You walk very slow, 
it's an RPG. Everything is very slow, and uh, the gameplay itself. Uh, I mean, it's pretty fun, and the story is really what uh, like drives it over the edge. Is one of my favorites, but it's not always like a very fun game to play. But it's still one of my favorites, and it's still great. Like the uh, first couple minutes of The Last of Us before you actually start getting into the game, and you know you're like running away from the zombies, and then you see his daughter die. Like, yes, gets your blood pumping, but there's not a lot of like mechanical shit that you can do other than move forward, run away, and then you see her die, and that's like rough. When you see her like just die in his arms, like I'll be honest, first time I saw it, I didn't tear up a little bit, but I did get some moisture. Okay, I got a lot of moisture in my eyes. I was like, oh shit, oh no. and I do like that, especially now, video games are moving more and more towards that direction. And I think it's important that we have these conversations in the first place to expedite that transition. Because I feel that if, if video games don't really embrace that aspect, um, it's not fully embracing what it can be as a storytelling medium and as a, an entertainment ne- medium in the first place. Uh, one more question for you, Nico. Hello. Who is a content creator that you currently enjoy? Yeah, I'm gonna plug my friend Rico. He is the other game lead for um, Elevator Pitch, but he focused on sound because I can't do any of that. He's he's made a lot of good music, especially like a lot of people in sound and are like he's a he's a part of GDA, which is the game development club with us, and he was also like the sound lead for Elevator Pitch. And like, oh my god, holy fuck, everyone in that like everyone makes good ass music it's crazy like i i was like yeah just do whatever the fuck you want for elevator pitch just make it kind of like fast and like jazz or something and he helped with like getting everyone together in order to do a lot of stuff and then he also does music on the side um and he's worked on a couple games obviously because we are in the game design program at uc santa cruz (laughs) a couple is an understatement it's more like make three in one quarter that's like 10 weeks i'm like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) all right so plugging uh rico who makes uh who does the sound design and has worked on other games with you oh actually one more person that i could plug uh my friend ricky he's the streamer and also one of the design leads at elevator pitch um, let me get his stuff. If you're, if maybe he'll be interested. I'm not entirely sure. He streams every so often. He also makes games. Hell yeah. Uh, that's, that's the running theme is that we all make video games. <laughs> what the? <laughs> I mean, if you're all in the video game program, I just have, I have this, I have this feeling that maybe, uh, just, just just maybe, maybe we all make video we games. Make video games. <laughs> well, uh, uh, cool, man. Uh, before we go, uh, where can we find you? You can follow me on itch. Please don't follow me on Twitter. <laughs> All I do is retweet garbage and like memes. And it's like, that's it. <laughs> that sounds follow like the Twitter we're following, though. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, you can follow me on itch. So your itch.io is, uh, is it Nico the Neko? Follow me there, and then my Twitter is there. But that's a that's a that's a be careful. That's a be careful. <laughs> be careful! I put warnings on my fucking bio. <laughs> <laughs>
if you complain about the shit I like and like all the comments and all the retweets, I'll be like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Well, cool, dude. man. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, and that's going to be it for today. You can find all of our links, uh, everything in the description. Like, comment, and subscribe. And thank you for stopping by and sponsoring us with your time. For legal reasons, we should mention that all sponsors are not actually sponsoring us, and we only mention them for the sake of parody and memes. All related brands and intellectual properties are owned by the respective companies, and the content of this podcast does not reflect the views or values of those given companies. Seriously, please don't sue us. We have no money. I just realized what I would want. Mm. I want the ability to just not sleep. Is that imagine thing? how much more productivity you could get. Yeah, you spend like how how many fucking years do you spend sleeping? Mm. A third like, of your life. Yeah, so like, like a third of your life. So sixty years would be like twenty years of your life you spent sleeping. Yeah. And here's the other thing about sleeping, is every single time you sleep, it's just a free trial of death. You get sampled every <laughs> single time you sleep. And you know what sucks about that free trial? It's freaking good. Like, it's a good free trial. You want to like, just make it permanent, and then you're like, you wake up and you're like, son of a gun. Like, <laughs>